Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Boiler Track Show, a show by Boiler Upload of the Rivals Network. And today we're joined by a very special guest, uh, former Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, Purdue guard, and now he's killing it in the media space, uh, Rayfield Davis. Ray, how are you doing? I'm good, man. What's up, Dub? Always good to join you. Yes, sir. I always appreciate you having you. Um, so like we were talking about a little bit before we hopped on here, um, obviously a phenomenal season for Purdue thus far. Um, I mean, the thing that I've been most impressed by is their resiliency to bounce back from that Rutgers game and not let it sneak in into the um, into the subsequent games. I mean, what have you thought about just the way that they've bounced back and, and handled adversity in that way? That's been big time. The way they've um, the way they were able to take a close loss, go on and turn it into wins, use it as momentum. Um, you look at Rutgers when they lost in December to Ohio State on that fake buzzer beater. <laughs> <laughs> they the next game they end up losing that game. They end up losing that game to Seton Hall. And if they went out of the Ohio State game, they probably beat Seton Hall. They, they let it bleed into it. It was uh, some I'll figure who they played in the next game, but but yeah. So I mean, Purdue was able to go. In the locker room, regroup, hit practice hard. I heard they had a few few good gays, days of practice after the Rutgers game, and they were to regroup and get some wins, and that was good for them. I'm super impressed with um Fletcher Fletcher's ability, not just to after that game because it was a loss, but his ability to go into halftime, make the right adjustments to his game, understand how they're guarding them, and then come out in second halves and just straight ball out. I mean. Second half of games since the Rutgers game, including the Rutgers game, he's hitting, I think, three threes in each half, second half, double figure points each half in the second half. I mean, the Rutgers game in the second half, he had to go, go ahead three before Cam Spencer knocked it down. Ohio State at Ohio State, game winner at Michigan State, the last four minutes of the game. Fletcher, last four minutes, 15 seconds. He assisted or scored on 14 straight points. And this is all after having tough first halves. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, it's been cool to see that because when a freshman, it's kind of the way you start the game is the way you play the game sometimes. And his ability to have up and downs and really adjust throughout games has been special. He's playing like an all-league player right now. It's incredible. Like I talking to you and talking to Lewis and and some of you guys before the season, I was like, all right. Fletcher's going to be good by the time maybe he's a sophomore, junior, senior. He's he's averaging like almost 18 points a game in league play right now, shooting 44% from three. It's insane. And he's making the right plays. He's playing like a senior. He's playing like yeah, senior Ryan Klein. And he's not, um, he's not afraid. He's not scared of the moment. He doesn't shy away from it. No, he could be, no matter if he's one for 10 or eight for 10, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same look on his face. It's going to be the same identity of a player. And, I mean, he's been great. I mean, he knows how to hoop. I mean, he, he's been around basketball a long time. Obviously, his father being a scout, Foster being a good player. So, sometimes that last one in the bunch is the baller. And he just sees the game a little slower. And it slowed down for him earlier than it has for a lot of people. And uh, he has a different component coming in as a freshman than uh, – then I would say guys like Rhino, Dakota, Klein, even Kendall Stevens had, where um, if his three ball isn't falling, he he's he's trying to get to the rim as a freshman. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, he made I think four or five 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 or six field goals against 
Michigan State, only two of them were threes. So, I mean, he, him able to get to the basket and finish, and even though it gets blocked sometimes, he just <laughs> don't keep attacking. So, it's been cool. Yeah, I feel like Dakota was the one that probably didn't lean on the three so much out of that group that you kind of mentioned. Uh, yeah. But Fletcher's done it much more than Dakota did. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't – obviously, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it, he's got to be – it's got to be a lot more. Right. No, he, I mean, and it's, it's tough to guard him. I mean, yeah. watching them play, they're running sets for Fletcher that used to run for Etuan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's not only the shooter, he's the legit bucket getter. So, they run things, get him the ball in the one lane. I mean, the the he had into that Michigan State game, I mean, he was 35 feet out at the logo and made a post pass right on the money. Right, where it was supposed to be executed to play and, and won the game. So I mean, he didn't try to play hero ball. He didn't try to deviate from the plan and say it wasn't there. So I mean, he just he gets it, and he's a winner, and he's from Fort Wayne, so it just makes it a lot better. <laughs> now, have you ever seen anybody come in as a freshman and and not be afraid, like you kind of mentioned? Because off the top of my head, I think of someone like Biggie. Like Biggie, I don't think was scared. Well, yeah, you had. Biggie wasn't scared as a freshman at all. Carson wasn't scared as a freshman. Um, AJ wasn't as dominant. <laughs> I don't know if he he wasn't scared. I just don't know. Oh, if I know cared. that. Yeah, he wasn't scared. AJ wasn't scared at all. I mean, uh, you can go back and look, but, but the way Vince started his freshman season, it was crazy. I thought Vince was one and done after those first couple of games. Even when we went out to Maui. I mean, Vince was just going at getting after guys as a freshman. So, Paint just gives you – if you can do it, you can do it. And Paint is a coach that if you can go hoop, go hoop. He's not going to try to reel it in. I mean, if you can't do certain things, he'll keep you away from it. But Fletcher's a guy that can do it all on offensive end. He can shoot it. He can pass it. He can dribble it. He can score it at the rim. So, I mean, he just has the freedom, man. That light right now is fluorescent. There's a fluorescent green light. It's not, I don't know if there is a bad shot for Fletcher Lawyer at this time. So, whether it's him, whether it's Braden, Braden's one of them games. Braden was huge at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Mike DeCourcier, a bracketologist from Big Ten Network and Fox, we on set going back and forth on freshman of the year, and he's choosing Braden and I'm choosing Fletcher. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Purdue is just in a a really good spot this year and then an even better spot for the future. It's crazy to see what could happen. Yeah. And for all the, all the hype and I mean, it's, it's deserved for Zach Eady. I think Fletcher's the guy that makes this team go when he's on this team's damn near unbeatable, unbeatable. I should say, you know who I, you know who I think is one of the X factors for this team. Caleb first. Caleb. I almost said a bad word, but <laughs> first. it is not this time. It's not because he's from Fort Wayne, but whether if it's Caleb or whether if it's Mason or rather whoever's at that four spot, the energy that they exude throughout the game. Caleb was huge in the second half against Michigan State. The box score maybe won't show it. I think eight points, eight rebounds, six rebounds, but three offensive rebounds, huge shots. Because once the defense locks in on Zach, they're going to lock. I mean, it's easier to lock in on Fletcher as well because two man game, you can lock in on Fletcher. Yeah. You put your best guard defender on Fletcher. The, the Caleb staying into the game with his effort, knocking down a big shot. 
big shot at that three ball he hit at Michigan State. Caleb's been big on the glass. I mean, teams try to double team Zach. Even when Zach puts it up, Caleb's able to go get it. That's why Purdue, when they turn the ball over, it kills them because they're not a team that's going to run in transition. Not really. They're Even if the ball isn't going in from deep, their best offense sometimes is to just shoot the ball and let one of those dudes go get it off the rim. And when you turn it over 13, 14 times against Rutgers, that's maybe five or six possessions. Because you're going to have turnovers. But that's mm-hmm. maybe five, six possessions that you could have just threw it up on the rim and said, big fella, go get it. Caleb, go get it. And Purdue has a high – I think they rebound with that game of 20% of their miss, misses or something like that. So, I mean, we can't turn it over. But Caleb's been big. Fletcher's, Fletcher's huge because you can't – this team, you it's tough. Even – leaving Ethan open this question and Ethan's percentages hasn't shown, but Ethan is a good shooter. He can make shots and it's just a matter of time, but I was that way. People don't understand <laughs> the, um, I mean, you see the, I know I'm going now, but you see the, um, the photo of Ethan after the Michigan mm-hmm. state game yeah. or was it the Penn state game? One of those games. I think it was Penn state. Yeah. He was just exhausted. I mean, and I don't think he scored a point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like uh-huh. the energy and effort you give on the defensive end mentally, physically, emotionally, trying to take guys out the game, trying to get Jalen Pickett not to hit you for 40. And he looked like that. Jalen Pickett still had almost 30. And that's because mm-hmm. I mean he had to go. But it's not just Pickett. You look at Andrew Funk goes one for eight in that game. And that's Guys, different positions. You guarding the post. You guarding on the wing. You chasing guys. So it's only a matter of time. Ethan gets his legs on him and knocks down shots. But it's just it's a lot to hit you at first. I can tell you. I want to talk about Ethan in a minute, but going back to Caleb First and Mason Gillis, I think their ability to play off of Edie. I think we saw it last year with with Mason being able to cut and Caleb being able to cut for Travion Williams, just playing off of them. And taking what the defense gives them, it's been it's been so valuable for this team. Yeah, they just know how to play and know where to be. And it's um a lot of scout report because you find out how teams are going to double. Mm. And if they leave the floor, they're great dive guys. If they post trap, they both can knock it down as a reverse guy. It's um they're both coachable. They both play hard. And like I mean. Both of those guys would start on any team in the Big Ten at the four spot. I don't see a team in the league that would turn down the idea of the Caleb First or Mason Gillis starting on their team. They would help a lot of teams. So it's good to see that. I mean, Paint has it every year where you see a combo position, where mm-hmm. last year it's Travion and Zach. I mean, you've seen it with different guys. And now, I mean, it's Mason Gillis and Caleb First. I mean, you got to look at their numbers as a combo every game, 40 minutes total. So – it's, they got the best four combination in the in the conference, maybe yeah, no. in maybe in the country. I don't. Know, I'd have to look around, but definitely in in the Big Ten, I would say. No, I'm saying in the country, they got the best four. Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. Four I know what you're saying because I'm thinking about you got Arizona, Tubella. The Arizona's big front line. They're good. But I mean, as far as four guys, because think about this. Zach plays 32 minutes at Michigan State, but he plays 32 minutes because Trey got in foul trouble. Mm. Like, you, they got a – I don't know. It's um, it's <laughs> cool to see what they're doing at Purdue. Even next year, it's going to be the – I'm assuming Zach comes back. I mean, we got to get him to come back 
through NIL. Come on, Purdue. But <laughs> it's going to be cool to see. Yeah, that would, that, that's an interesting uh, thing that's going to – Gonna be coming up here uh before people know it is yep. that decision it, it reminds me of uh of Carson coming back or AJ coming back for his senior year one of those types of things where I don't I don't necessarily think it'll make or break Purdue but it'll just take them to that keep them at that next level where they're oh, yeah, the magic preseason level, right? preseason number one possibly yeah that'd be Zach comes back the, unless they just lay an egg the rest of this season, there's no way they shouldn't be preseason come back if he comes back number one, whatever. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and and going going back to Ethan Morton, um, I was thinking about things. I mean, for you first of all, I guess I should ask you first. What do you think Purdue needs to do to to take that next step and and make it to a Final Four, make it to a um a NCAA championship game? I mean. Shit. I love Grady. <laughs> but if Grady gets a rebound, they go to a final four. That's and true. I know Grady's only six six. And my guy is six ten, whatever. So I mean, if I mean Payne says it, if he was going to he was going to sub Travion in at that moment, but he didn't expect him to miss it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for rebound purposes, you want Travion in, but you don't want Travion to get fouled if they miss it. So, I mean, it's just as a, I mean, you, a one decision split second away from going to a final four. So I think they've already done what they needed to do, if that makes sense. It just, yeah. it's a crapshoot. Sometimes it's matchups or whatever, but this year it's going to come down to the guarding people. And they're doing a good job. And it helps this year that Zach is just in the middle. So last year, guarding, guarding the space, guarding quickness, it really gave this team trouble. But this year, they're a little bit better. They're better at guarding right now. But then mm. Zach is playing 30 minutes a game and Zach is not fouling. So I, I know from experience, I got A.J. Hammonds behind me. Andrew Russell is going to shoot more jump shots and he's going to drive it. Even Terran Petway, he's going to shoot more jump shots and he's going to drive it. Nobody wants to get their shit beat up at the rim. Mm. You know what I mean? So Zach, get, Zach is the team best defender. And I know everybody's going to say it's Ethan or whatnot, but Ethan can't do that if he doesn't know Zach is right there. Zach yeah. is taking up space. He's huge. He's averaging two blocks. He cleans up the defensive glass, so there's no real opportunity for offensive rebounding. And that you can't really steal points against Purdue. You can't hit the offensive glass because Caleb and Zach, they're cleaning it up. You know what I mean? So it, stopped team, it stops teams from hitting the glass. But then what they do on the offensive end, which helps the guards, is Caleb, Zach, I mean, Trey, whoever, Mason, even Brandon gets in there, they go offensive rebound. And when you go offensive rebound, it keeps the other team out of transition. It keeps mm-hmm. them out of pushing the basketball, keeps them out of leaking out early to get out of fast break opportunities. Because if they don't hit, you get an offensive rebound, you score. So, I mean, a lot of things play into it. But I think um, guarding little guards, once you start getting a tournament seating and you got to match up with those mid-major guards, keep them in front, Keeping Zach, I mean, I'm not even gonna say keeping Zach out of foul trouble because I trust Trey, I trust Caleb and those guys, but it's just that taking care of the basketball, taking care of the basketball, rebounding the ball, and those little things because you got to take care of the ball, rebound the ball. So if the ball's not going in for you, you still have a chance. And Purdue always has a chance because Purdue can't beat Purdue. They're gonna rebound, they're gonna take care of it, they're gonna share it, 
And then it's all about not letting the other teams steal points on you. Yeah. And I think the thing that Fletcher's done such a good job this year that it's kind of getting overlooked. But honestly, I think Newman, Morton, and and David Jenkins Jr. are going to have to uh, – they're going to have to start hitting shots. That, that's just what it boils down to. Yeah, straight um, up. <laughs> Because, because I David and then people give David shit and I don't like it. I don't like it because David, <laughs> this is only David's fifth year. David is not like a transfer portal. I know he's went to a lot of schools, but he's not like the six, seven year guy. And so when you talk about David and you realize David made 300 threes, not in like a six year college career. He's not like a Jordan Bohan. He didn't play yeah. six years. David made 300 threes in four years at 40%. Like, mm. I don't care where you play it. You can shoot the ball. I just think he's getting used to not having it in his hands all game long. It's a tough adjustment. He's a guy that dribble, dribble, pull up. He's not necessarily the catch-and-shoot guy. But I think as he gets used to it, as they keep working with him, I mean, I think he's going to turn into that. Because, I mean, if you see the Ohio State, he got it going. And you get him off the bench to make, two, three threes. Uh, you get Newman to hit a couple. I mean, if this team starts spraying in eight, nine threes a game, ten threes a game, come on, man. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, just just for some context, Newman, Morton, and, and David, they're combining to average ten points a game in league play right now. That's tough. I yeah. feel like I feel like if you can just get like up to that up to like eighteen, maybe each guy scoring six a game. I mean, it's not yeah. it, you're not asking Brandon Newman to go out and score twelve a game on his own. Facts. No, you're saying yeah. You, they just got and they got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And this is a big thing too. This, this is a big part. It's not each of them doing it every game. It's they all can't be bad in the same game. Uh, yeah. They like your role. All your role guys can't all. Uh, be bad on the same night. It's like having every coach be bad on every assistant be bad on the same night. Every assistant having a bad scout on the same game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, two of those guys got to play well. Like, Trey got to play well off the bench. Newman got to play well off the bench. Like, it's got to be a combo. Everybody can. I want to say suck, but that's just because <laughs> I said it. It's not I mean they suck, but you know what I mean. So yeah. everybody has to. Everybody has to just be consistent in their effort and do what they're supposed to do when they. Come up when Trey gets it in the post, score the ball. Brandon catch it, you open shoot it. You know what I mean? Like, just be simple, and I think it, I think it'll work out. I think this team right now, I think the top tier of the league is Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers. I mean, you lost to Rutgers. Iowa's offense is going to show where Purdue's defense is, especially at the the I mean the wing positions because they are playing well. Payne Sanford is balling. Chris Murray is Chris Murray. I mean. People gave me shit for saying he could be player of the year. And if Zach didn't come out and just dominate, Chris Murray be player of the year. So, I mean, and then now Tony Perkins has gotten going. And Philip Rebracha is not a slouch. Philip Rebracha can get you for 20 and 10 if you don't take if you don't respect his game. So, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Michigan State is in that group. I think those are the four in the league. And Purdue takes care of business. I think um, they should be able to win this league by a few games. It's wild to see that that flip because even Penn State's kind of getting up there, um, and then the preseason favorites of like Ohio State, Indiana, Illinois, those teams that were thought to be in the upper echelon, 
I mean, they're they're near the bottom of the Big Ten now, which is man, let's talk about that real quick, man. Because because <laughs> look, we were talking about that preseason, and I, I it's, it's early, so let me uh-huh. say this: it's early. Things could shift back to what people thought it was going to be, but I had no faith in the preseason rankings, none, like <laughs> none, because you can't like it's so. I've been on teams where there's a lot of egos in locker rooms, and mm-hmm. you no, know, you have talent, and then you have like I've been on a team where we had. Bowser Smotherman and those dudes, three freshmen come in, boom. They're supposed to be really good. They put, they want to play. Kendall starts, whatever, what have you. We have two transfers come in, Eric Peck, Sterling Carter. They come in, they want to win, but it's also for their career to keep going playing basketball. And then we have our upperclassmen that's been there for a while, but we hadn't really had success with them as the guys, like Tyrone, mm-hmm. Travis Carroll. And then you had like, me, AJ, and those guys. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. similar to Illinois. Just really similar to the situation. Not our transfers didn't have as much success as theirs, what have you, but Eric Peck came in and started whatever. Just two, nobody knew who the leader was. Nobody knew who had the juice in the locker room. It was a lot of different voices. It was clicky. You know what I mean? And it took time and until we fixed, I mean, we go from last place in the Big Ten to tie for second or third or something like that. We got worse in talent. We got younger. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I want to see where Illinois ends up. And then IU, I mean, every I know they have some injuries and everybody's going to put it to the injuries. And I like Xavier Johnson a lot, just as a person. Like, he's a good dude. So and I wish him the best. But their defense was bad with Xavier Johnson and Ray Thompson. They got blew out. But Arizona, Kansas, like you know what I mean? Like we we can't put it to that. They just gotta their defense this year is terrible. They went from the best defensive team in the league to the worst defensive team in the league. It was oh man, they got it. They caught a break catching Wisconsin without Tyler Wall. So I want to see that game tonight. You think about it, that game tonight was supposed to probably be the marquee game of the season. Illinois and Indiana at Illinois. That's supposed to be the Big Ten game of the year. And now both of those teams are at the bottom of the league. So I'm a um, real interesting year, man. Real interesting year. I, I'm um, we gotta stop. We gotta start ranking the rankers. You know, <laughs> see what's going on out here. Put a put a stop to all this. <laughs> yeah, hey, it says a lot when Indiana fans are are coming to the defensive paint and saying like, <laughs> I, we we want we want him in in Bloomington. Him. It's crazy to see what's uh, what's transitioning to college basketball, what's happening. And uh, I just want to see where it all goes with the transfer portal, with the NIO stuff. I'm just still trying to find a, um, to find the value of a company giving a kid 50 grand to put up a tweet or something. And like, how does that like <laughs> the next 10, you doing that for the next 10 years. I just want to like, I don't know how that affects your bottom line. Like I want to see the re- I think once these once some of these businesses and people start seeing a less return on their money and their school's not winning and they get tired of the coach and the next five, 10 years, I think it'd be real interesting. But then there's people that like you've never heard of, I've never heard of that work in some company that we both never heard of that may, are making millions and millions and millions. Um, and they love Purdue. They love Indiana. They love Illinois. They're going to shell out that money. Oh man, yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, like, I work for I, I work for Purdue now a little <laughs> bit, so I'm a little privy to this information. Mm. Purdue alums, 
great alumni, great alums. They take care of the university. They're going to do what they have to do to, to further the university. I just, um, it is just real curious to see, man, because now even with the NIL situations, you see guys getting their money, but then they stop. Let me not say that. It seems as though they don't have the same level of want to or play hard after they get the money. Like you've seen it with a few guys across the league where expected to be first team all, all American, first be all Americans, first team all conference. And they may have the numbers, but they're not playing with the same force that they once were they when they were trying to get the money. So I'm, um, I'm curious, but yeah, those donors, they are popping out anyway. They're just popping up. <laughs> it's yeah, man. Like what if Mark, Mark Cuban just got spicy and was like, I want to give IU a billion. Like stuff like this be uh it's crazy. Cause if Mark Cuban was like, yo, let's get everybody we want, here's a bill to Indiana Athletic Program. Like, what do you do? <laughs> but I will say, I um I'm gonna say this. <laughs> the to schools that were participating in NIL prior to NIL, mm-hmm. I see it all starting to level out now. So I mean, I think um people can pay attention to stuff like that too. I mean, it's just Everything is getting back even. I like that side of things, but I also don't like, and now I'm going off on a tangent, but like <laughs> school like Penn State, they don't have the luxuries of the NIL situations that even the Purdue has. I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Caleb first is walking around a millionaire. I'm just saying mm-hmm. Purdue has a good solid structure. They've done it right. Even though they started late, they've done it right. So Penn State of Minnesota, it's tough for them. So I just really am curious to see how the league plays out as well, because you're not getting guys just for the love of the game anymore. Like some of these kids got to feed the family at 18. And if I can get a hundred thousand over here and you can give me a piece of deal, I love you coach, but no, I mean, so I think uh, yeah. it's um, the game is shifting and it's a good shift and it's a bad shift. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'll leave it at there. I got to let you go. Go do your oh, thing. Man, I, went off. I took all your time. Man. No, you're good uh, on the big 10 network. You're going to do your thing. Um, as always, appreciate you coming on. Um, all the best to you, my man. No, I appreciate you, Doug.